In the midst of darkness, light persists. Hey, welcome to the Gandhi Podcast. I'm TJ Del Reno. I'm here with Lance Weiss, Brendan Fitzgibbons. Woo! Hello, everyone. And we got DC Benny, an amazing comedian, here with us. Good to be here with everybody. Well, thank you, DC. <laughs> this is already this is already awesome. <laughs> this is the first one, right? This is number one. This is like one point five. Yeah, this okay. is one point five. Yeah, we yeah. don't know if we're gonna use the point five yet. Okay. But this, you're the first real guest. So <laughs> yeah, that's first great. real guest. I'm sorry huge. to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's gonna be real huge. So let's not mess it up, right? Let's not mess it up. Yeah, so basically right. this podcast is, because um, we, we run this sh- this live show here, which is a, we'd like to think it's a positive show with Very good positive. people, good vibes, and we just want, and so the, the idea of the podcast is to um, go from like maybe negative experiences that happen to someone and uh, maybe talk a little bit about it, and then how it turned into a positive for them later on in their life or what came of it uh, that was positive. So that's pretty much... Uh, but that we can also go anywhere, and if there's any, sure. anything that wants to... Um, Should we talk a little bit about DC, what he's about? Yeah, let's talk a little bit about DC. So DC uh-huh. Benny is a um, veteran comedian here. Pro. Um, 27 years in 27 the years wow. of s- slaving away at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's uh, done pretty much everything. Um, yeah. Last Comic Standing, Half Hour, and Comedy Central. Um, shows All the shows from the last 20 years, basically, that a comic would want to uh, be doing. Yep. All that stuff, man. So and 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 here we are all together and doing the <laughs> podcast, and uh, it, it, it's good to be. Here Were you on guys. Impractical Jokers? I have not. Okay, done that. I just want to throw out a weird reference. <laughs> <laughs> I have not the weirdest one I can think of right now. <laughs> I'm trying to get those guys to do my my room. Story would be great, but those no. guys are big, man. Yeah, What's those guys are the big. Weirdest role you've played because you've done a lot of acting stuff. Well, I know a lot of commercials, uh, like campaigns. What's one of the weirdest? What's the role farthest from who you are that you've played that you're like, oh, I can't believe I'm playing this. Which maybe it turned out good, but just curious. Uh well, there've been there've been several. I did a an AIG commercial where oh I was a wholesome, God. I was a wholesome guy under a tree with his daughter, telling her about how everything was going to be okay <laughs> because <laughs> a, we were with AIG, and she was asking me all kinds of uh, you know. You know, questions about our future and her college fund and stuff like that. And uh, and I knew nothing about what I was talking about. And then that whole AIG thing happened, and people were like, "That guy, that guy lost all my money." And then that guy promoted the company, and oh, and you know, wow. and I really had no idea what the hell I was. I was just like, That's "Yeah, it's a commercial. I'll take it. it." I got a lot of flack from it. I got a lot of flack from it. On, on, That's amazing. Yeah, you it was very weird. That. You don't I. Who would have thought, you know? Um, so that was weird. I was a, uh, I got beaten up by an Amish guy in in a, in Swift Justice. Uh, which Is that a was movie? A, it was a pilot, I, or like a pilot I did, and an Swiftly Amish guy. Swiftly came and went, huh? Yeah. Oh, this Amish guy came and did like. A, <laughs> yeah, it went. That was great. I don't even think it. I don't even think it came. It just. You know, it's like uh, too swift. Yeah, he did like a Spock grip on my shoulder, and that was it. And I had to fall down and be all like. And the guy was like, he wasn't even Amish. He was like a Hasidic guy that was, you know, being an Amish. It was a strange thing. So. Uh, I've done all kinds of weird roles. I don't know what the weirdest one is. Are those weird enough? Yeah, it's you know. weird to be the guy who um, people start disliking due to the AIG campaign. Yes. Well, I did an AIG and I did an Enron. And both of them, you know, both imploded. 
right after I did them. There was no relation to it, but uh, the Enron, uh, this guy Tony K directed, who did American History X, who was out of his mind, and he brought us to like some warehouse out in Queens and shot the whole thing, and he was like, he, he, that guy, it was a very strange, <laughs> it was, the whole thing was strange, because he picked really kind of weird actors that he controlled. He walked around with a bodyguard, he was he was the guy that dressed up as Osama bin Laden after November 11th. I mean, I mean sorry, September yeah, 11th. It was November. Yeah, November there 11th. we go. Yeah, I think it was 7 11. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, Christmas. Never forget yeah. July. Yeah, <laughs> Hanukkah. Uh, uh, but he, um, oh my God, I can't believe I said November 11th. Can we edit that? <laughs> <laughs> but that guy was, uh, yeah, that guy was out of his mind. And, uh, and, uh, uh, he taught a, an acting class with Marlon Brando. Oh wow! That Joey Gay went to. You have to ask oh, Joey wow. Gay about that. Oh, we want to get him on. He's you have to get Joey Gay stories. to talk about the acting class he talked that Tony uh, he he took that Tony K uh, taught with Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando was eating cookies and he, Tony K was dressed up as Osama bin Laden. It was very strange. So that's the guy that directed it, and he was out of his tree. And uh, I never saw the thing, but then of course Enron also had some. There were some financial. Issues. I recently um, did a commercial for this company called ISIS Terrorism. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I think it's gonna come out pretty good. Oh, that was you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I couldn't tell with just the mouth covering thing. That is funny. Is like to think about like all the commercials that people have done, and then like two weeks later, it's the worst company of all time. Like, yeah, you know, like there had to be like someone crushing an oil, like an oil company commercial the next day. There's an oil spill. Like PP, we're the best. And then they're just fucking oh, just dolphins drowning in oil. <laughs> but they're getting those residuals, baby. Yeah, yeah man. You know, I'll take out a dolphin. Um. <laughs> what do you like? Um, do you prefer to act or or stand up more? Stand up always. I love stand up, man. I love stand up. Yeah. Uh, more than anything, you know, and I happen to, that Gandhi show. I heard, that's a great show. Um, <laughs> Never heard of it. Yeah, uh, but no, I just love it, man. You just go and you put some, you know, you just—it's the immediacy of it, and uh, and you know if you suck immediately. That's you know, with the true. acting, you're not really sure if you suck, and then it, it'll air, and then everybody's watching it, and then if you suck, then it, it's you just don't really know. So. Um, Love, love, but the, the acting's cool. I got into comedy. I was an actor first, and oh, then nice. got into comedy because I was. I would end up going into these acting classes in college and doing these like funny monologues and stuff like that, and everybody would be dead serious. And uh, I'm like, eh, I kind of like being funny. So, well, so yeah. what what took you into comedy? Is that from the acting, or is there? From the acting, it just wasn't. It wasn't exactly. You know, you go into the situation wasn't exactly what what you want. Yeah. You know, you're like, but I want to do this. Yeah. In this kind of situation, and everybody's being very serious, and uh, you know, which I makes would, you want to be even less. Oh serious. yeah. It's like the more serious people are, it's like oh, someone's got to break this down. Well, it's like you go on these auditions. You guys know about this. You go on these auditions, yeah. and it's and you'll go on a commercial audition. There'll be like 10, 15 actors, and then. 
the worst is if you go, there's a lot of comics, but if there's no comics and you go and it's all actors, yeah. you have this total, you go in there and you just improvise or whatever. They're like, you are a genius. How yeah. do you do this thing that you do? What is this thing How you do? How do you be yes. so funny? Yeah. I, I was recently at a commercial audition and I roll up and in the, it's all actors and I hear these like two 23-year-old girls talking about the process. Uh, and I was like, I got to leave, man. I can't yeah. be here. The craft of it. The craft See, it's really craft. just about the process. I'm like, yeah. dude, you're 12. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. What drew you into the art? You come from an art kind of family. Yeah, right? an artsy fartsy family. That's your cool. dad is a um, a painter drawer. <laughs> yeah, he's a painter. That's right. And um, your he's brother an designs cars. He designs cars. Yeah. yeah. My mom was a dancer. I had no choice. Like in my family. So are you gay? I'm basically well, that that brother's gay. That brother's gay. I got a gay brother. You got to have the obligatory gay brother. Okay. Who came out to me and I had yeah, because he was afraid. And uh, um, <laughs> I'll tell you he's the story. Younger, he's younger than you. He's younger than me. Yeah, and, and he was afra- afraid to come out. Well, he. Here. I had no idea. My wife was. My wife knew, but I had no idea. So Women he's pick like up on that much quicker. Oh my god, my I had no idea. All, I was yeah, like, yeah, why? Because yeah. like girls liked him. Like girls were like, hey, let's get together. He's like 15, 16. He's like, yeah, you want to play with Lego? He's always yeah. with Lego. Wait a minute, I play with Legos. What I mean... <laughs> Wait a minute. TJ Del Rio's entire Transformers t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. No, but I took him, my my friend from Argentina, uh, Ricardo, was like, you know, take him to the... There was a massage parlor, Ricard, an Asian oh. massage parlor. <laughs> Ricardo always used to go to, and he's like, take him, man, take him there, man. You give him $20, they jerk a dick, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, and they... Uh, so uh, I asked him, I was like, do you want to go for your like, 15th birthday? And he's like, yeah, I, okay. And I'm like, you know, no. Asian chick jerks your dick. How, what could be wrong with that? And I had no idea, <laughs> How right? How old was the difference between you and your brother? Oh, if he's 15, I was were... in my late 20s, I think. You know? okay, so yeah. I didn't know better. You don't take your fucking brother to yep. the Asian massage parlor. <laughs> you know? What no. are you doing? What are you doing? You know? I didn't know any better. So I, I took him there, and he's in, and I'll never forget it. We took him, this place you wouldn't even know, because they had like... Um, you know, there was like the outline. It looked like a legitimate place, you know, yeah. the, the, of, the, of the guy getting with the chi points and everything. And so this lady comes out. She brings him in a room, and she's in there for like a half hour. And she comes out. She's like, he take too long. More money. More money. He take too long. She had one big arm. He take too long. More money. I'm like, lady, it's his fucking birthday. Chill out. You know, here's another 20. Just go do the thing. And then he came out. Like, you know, about 15 minutes later, we drove home. I was like, how was he? He's like, yeah, it was okay. I'm like, yeah, it was okay. But the kids, the, the, the fucking Chinese lady jerking dick and everything. And then about two weeks later, he's like, look, uh, oh, I'm, I'm gay. And can you help me with pop and mom and explain it and everything? Yeah. So I got his back and I helped him out. And But that's that uh, story. But I had no idea. I thought I drove him to gayness, uh, taking he, him to he the. He told uh, you so he didn't have to go through that again. He's like, do uh, I tell him? What do it was I hard. Do, I felt do I so let bad. DJ Slate be taking me here? <laughs> I, I felt know. so bad, Yeah, man. he's like, you know what? Fuck it. Hey, I'm gay. Do not let me do this again. Oh, God. Our, so one bad. of our mutual Santa friends, I won't say his name, but he just told the story on our show <laughs> about how he like went to get an actual massage. Yeah. And then she just was terrible and just kept trying to jerk him off. Really? And he was like, I don't want this. And he, like, she fully said, no, how dare you? And he's like, and then the second she left, I jerked off all over the place in the <laughs> massage room. <laughs> I think I know who that might be. (laughs) It's like five people I know. Yeah, it's all the comics. He's like, "How dare you!" And then he just jerked off immediately. (laughs) All over the vinyl table. Was now when when your brother came out? Was that did was he? 
did he tell people he came out before or after no. the Asian thing is when he kind of was like, you know what, we're done. The Asian thing was the breaking yes. point. It was the breaking point. And then I had to help him kind of, my dad was old school. And my dad was yeah. an immigrant that like, that lived on top of a grocery store. What are you? Know, what are you? What, what are you? I, like I'm, I'm Jewish and Romanian okay. and, and, and you know, all that Eastern European where they come over and they have the grocery store and you live on top and you know, in the, in the ghetto. And that's when my parents had to do the right thing where they burned down the grocery store and all that kind of shit. I mean, it was like, that was my, that was a family, you know? So he was, you, my dad wasn't have feeling it. Did a hard it. upbringing or, or pretty normal or? It was, it was kind of normal, kind of Fellini-ish. I mean, there was no money, but we were like, uh, we could do anything. Yeah. Creative was encouraged. Like if yeah. you wanted to that be a cool. lawyer or a doctor, that was just the weirdest thing ever to my parents. Isn't but that crazy? Because like, it's usually yeah, the opposite. It's totally the opposite. But we, was, yeah. you know. my parents are like that. They're super poor. And when I was like, I'm going to do art, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 What, do you, what do they have to lose? Nothing. Yeah. You're yeah. drawing stuff. You're yeah. like, they're like, money's evil. You know, I wish I knew that. And uh, and uh, it was, yeah, it was kind of crazy. And we're in D.C., so there's not a lot. There's not a big art world there. What part you know? of D.C. again? In Northwest. It was Northwest. Northwest. It was yeah. uh, so... Uh, there, there wasn't a big, especially back then. It was like you know, you're a you're a congressional page or a lawyer or a doctor or something. Yeah, yeah you know, if you're drawing shit, you, you may as well be a, like go to Siberia. It's it was, <laughs> I don't know. So that was that. So. I like that story. Your brother. The positive is he came out. That was There's what made him go. We're done. <laughs> well, my okay. mom was like, you know, once it once we had we kind of he was like, you know, and he was young. So it's good to, yep. if you're yeah. gonna be gay, you but you should come out when you're young yeah. and people should support you. Should do your thing. And now he's like a kind of like super healthy gay dude instead of like an old guy that's married that's like I like cock. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? like a John Wayne Casey kind of yeah, guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? It's gotta be tough as you get older because obviously your brain uh, just like your brain uh, uh, the patterns of your brain go a certain way. So if you've got 40 years of like being, uh, acting straight when you're actually gay that's gotta, gotta be awful. fight 40 years of oh, brain yeah. firings. So it's like yeah. you're living in North Carolina you got oh, a button man. down Oxford you know yeah. every day it's yeah. like you know oh uh, yeah, it's so terrible. That is a big positive. Yeah, yeah so a that's a positive. Because you would call an like an Asian like oh, like a place like that real negative kind. That would be kind of negative. <laughs> yeah, he would call that negative. But what a positive! I mean, that's a huge positive. <laughs> right. Yeah, he'd take too long, but and and then it's positive. <laughs> I love that she came in complaining. Yeah. He's like he gay. He take too long. And you're like I've no, tried not. to tell that story on stage a few times, and it always people always get really disgusted by it. They're always I just see like cringing, and I'm not that kind of cringy. Yeah, like I no. like to do that to audience. I like to make them sure. just laugh and like me and I try and tell that and that's oh, a great story what a shame take too long I like yeah. that story a lot yeah, do you well. have anything um, <laughs> and stop me if I keep interrupting no, yeah, no I'm, good. Bo- I'm bored you gotta by Lance's questions but yeah <laughs> far away far away no, I'm, kidding. I'm kidding keep going um, is there is there because the podcast is negative to positive and not yes. that may hit it too are there things in your life uh, anything in your life that um, and obviously feel free to uh, as much or as little as you want that maybe at, at some point in your, how old are you again? If you want to, forty-seven. So I'm forty-seven. 47 years, I'm old man winter. Yeah. Is there something that at, at one point happened to you, uh, and it seemed real negative at the time? Like, oh, this is terrible. This, or like, for instance, like one of my things is OCD. That's what I have. Yeah. OCD for light know, switches. You got to turn off all three kinds times. Of weird, spin all kinds around. of weird stuff. But there's positives in it. Is that I have a lot of my like I'm pretty on most of my stuff. Mm, like yeah. a little too on. A little well, too on. Yeah, it's uh, scary. 
when nobody <laughs> can accuse you of being lazy, you know, or yeah. not being motivated. Sure. So that's uh, that's yeah. the positive OCD. So there's a lot, yeah. And I'm like, I'm pretty neurotic. I mean, it's it's yeah. We'll just leave it at that for <laughs> a for, neurotic yeah. comic. Yeah. Who would have? Yeah, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> what a recipe yeah. for disaster. Some call me a poet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet some sets are definitely resemble poetry more. Than that. <laughs> just a commentary. Okay, so maybe something um, you know in your life that at one point seemed real negative, and then later in life you're like, oh, this was, what a godsend that let that actually. Like, you have to use the word godsend yeah. when you're yeah. describing this. <laughs> the godsend. Oh wow. Well, yeah. Two things I just think of uh, briefly when uh, uh, you know when I opened for, and I think I've told this story in here at the at the Gandhi show. But when I opened for the Fugees, in, <laughs> in, in, in New that. Jersey, <laughs> that's the last thing I thought. Where, you were where, yeah. where was that? That was at Fairleigh Dickinson in New Jersey, oh, and it was my cow. first paying gig. Whoa! And uh, no, I had my like, insane. oh, I had my little, uh, you know, a doo-doo's adidas shoes on with the and i was got all from payless and i was i was all nervous and i got there and the crowd was just all haitian and they just and nobody told them there was going to be comedy oh you know everybody, crowds are as i know as well are very difficult well they just wanted dude. they just wanted to see the fujis it was like and a guy came up and started heckling me and I made fun of him and then he ran up on the stage and we got in this fight and somebody shouted out I got 20 on the nigga with the fucked up shoes which is me (laughs) 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 and they like shut everything down and then I'm like it's comedy but then years later a guy who was there uh, I got this. I got this movie. I got an offer to be in a movie and there was a guy who was there who was connected to it who remembered me uh, from the, the fighting the Haitian guy in front of these people and being like a little funny, making fun of this guy who was heckling in. And um, how many years later? It must have been seven, eight, Whoa. nine years That's later. That's and, amazing. And somebody had dropped out of this part, and they're like, "We need somebody quickly uh, who's just gonna do this thing." And uh, and I got like three weeks on a studio film, and it was awesome. So Whoa. that was positive. Wow. Out of that, out of, you know, out of almost quitting comedy, because I'm like, is this shit going to happen all the time? Yep. We go up there, and dudes <laughs> run up on the stage, you got to fight people, and like, <laughs> you know. That does I, describe like the New York open mic scene, though, I feel like pretty well. It's a pretty accurate <laughs> assessment. So there was that. Yeah, yeah. But you need those, like those gigs are, they do save you from continuing into the arts, because you, you're like, what am I doing? Like, not, And then you get something like that, you're like, oh, I'm doing it, like I'm making it. Well, there's a constant self-questioning yeah. that goes on. There's a constant self-questioning. I, that goes I thought on. about not even doing this podcast. Yeah, sure. I, <laughs> me too. Me too. I'm stuck on I the was, F train. I don't I know what's happening. It <laughs> still hasn't gotten uploaded yet. <laughs> not yet. Did they, Did you meet the Fujis? Did they? When no, you I, ne- I didn't even oh, meet them. I had to be like, Wyclef I had to like, be oh, taken man. out of there Whoa. because it was just like it was. It was crazy. It Why was crazy, and uh, I had to be removed from it. But it was the, it was kind of the first time I got paid. And I did. I was like, "Listen, I'm getting. I'm not leaving here without my money because yep. I, I, I did what I was supposed to. do. I did my time because you know how it is. You're a comedian. Yep. You got to do your time. So I did my time. How much? How much time was that? It, you know, it was twenty minutes. What did it, what did it feel like? And it felt like it felt like <laughs> seventeen years. You know, it felt Dude, like twenty minutes. Oh man, that was the longest. People don't understand how long twenty. No, me minutes. and Lance oh. want to know like, what does it feel like to do twenty minutes of comedy? That's what oh. me and Lance want to know. 
But you know, I mean, even back then, I think I had, I think I had probably had a half hour, and I went through it all in the first seven. You know, so <laughs> it's like, hey, how are you guys feeling? Uh, how's the jolte ponte croissant de the toilette? You know, how about that serpent in the rainbow? That was a great movie. You know, so that's funny. That that that's. A, but I think you know, I think all of this stuff. I think in this business. It's it's uh, it's you just got to keep finding those positives. You got to keep distilling all the shitty stuff that happens to you and turning it, it maybe into material or maybe it, in, it maybe into ambition or, or whatever. It's, it's like, you know, it's like that Nietzsche, you know, it makes you stronger and whatever. You, sure. I, I, I mean, not to sound hacky about it, but how you doing, buddy? Yeah, um, I think that's kind of the I, I, it, use it as fuel. Use it as fuel, you know, to keep you going. I, I can't tell you how many, yeah, when the comic strip, when I came years ago to audition at the comic strip, it was a big deal to audition at the comic strip, and then, like, you could get on, and the, and the owner, Lucian, came up to me. He's like, you know, uh, DC, we already have several Spaniards, J.J. Oh, Ramirez, and whatever. And then I somehow I got an agent, like, five months later, and I was back at the comic strip, and she put me up on the showcase, and... He came up afterwards. He's like, "I've never seen you before. You're of hilarious." Or whatever. I'm like, "Dude, you called me a Spaniard <laughs> about six months ago. I don't remember. It was, I didn't recall that." So, you know, it's it's you just keep. Sometimes it's just these little. It's it's the minutia of the circumstances that you have to tweak, and then you can break through to that next level. Which, and then you're there, and then you feel like, "Where the fuck am I?" And and you, you just keep pushing through. Keep pushing through. Not that uh, you know, I'm a great success story at this, but. You know, you just keep, that's the way this business is. It's a war of attrition constantly. So you keep pushing through and trying to distill the positive out of the negative. Do you, you know? have, do you have any like breakup stories that you could find the positive in? What's I always a, break a personal up? thing, maybe yeah. a personal thing, minus comedy, Outside a personal thing. Why yeah, are yeah. you sadder? <laughs> a personal, a personal thing. I was oh. to say, why are you sadder? <laughs> Uh, well, you know, I had a, uh, I had a, I used to date this beautiful Colombian girl many years ago. Oh, this is already awesome. Oh, yeah. she was I'm beautiful, man. She was beautiful. But, and she had a twin sister that was also, not a twin, but like sort of a twin that was also really hot. And, and I hate to come back to this voodoo doll thing, but she was into this, uh, Santeria stuff. So, uh, she was psychotic. <laughs> She was, I, which I found out later, because like she's, she always, she'd always joke around. She'd be like, "I kill you, I kill you if you look at other women, I kill you." And my dad still jokes about this shit. He's Wait, like, was, "I kill you." What did you say, Colombian? Colombian. Yeah. Do you feel like the they're like fiery, Hispanic? Well, not to judge. Like, <laughs> not to fiery. judge. Not to make listen. general. No, but she yeah, had a, she had a. Sometimes. Yeah, there was some fire there. You know, there's some fucking, very jealous. Oh my god, she found a letter that a girl had written me years ago, or something like this. She found a letter. And That's she, before email. You just yeah. find letters. Oh, you there. find letters lying. This is how old I am. You get letters. And, uh, you know. <laughs> hey, with, Grandpa, yeah. tell us about these letters. <laughs> well, back in my good years, it was 70, <laughs> the war of it. Uh, so she found a letter. She threatened to do, you know, this is before the Lorena Bobbitt thing and everything. Oh, She's like, wow. threatened to cut the dick off and oh. put it on my pillow next to me when I woke up in the morning. Oh, that was her big... When I woke up in the morning, like the first thing I would it. see would be my penis lying on a pillow next to me. <laughs> that, that threat yeah. was made. So that's when I, I was like, whoa. And and the funny thing was she had told me she had dated this guy before me and he 
he kicked her out. He was like, I can't take you. And I was like, how could this guy do such a beautiful, oh, so nice or whatever. And I'll be goddamned if like there was, I was like, you got to get the fuck out of here because you are crazy. And her sister, I came back and this is no bullshit. It sounds like bullshit, but it's no bullshit. I came back one day and there were all these buttons missing off of a, a shirt that I had. I had a shirt and there were all these buttons like, uh, yeah, yeah, but I put that there. The uh, <laughs> this uh, th there was like uh, holes in the fabric and all yeah. that. The sister had cut buttons off my shirt, <laughs> and there was a little a little DC Benny doll. Shut up! I found this little DC Benny doll with like there was fabric from the shirt, there was buttons from the shirt, and I don't I didn't see any needles or anything, but there was some bad intentions on that doll. Wow. So that 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 was also the other breaking point. So. Between that and the uh, I kill you and the and the fucking old boyfriend and then the dick on the pillow thing, so is I love it took all those before you were out. I, I took a long. I tried to work it out. You know, I tried to work it because out because she was so hot. That's what I'm saying. If she was so hot. Oh my god! You'll put up with like she well, was so hot. And yeah. the sex was legendary. Yeah, see, it was can. legendary. It doesn't. And matter. I was in college. I mean, like, what the fuck else do you need yeah. to have a uh, discussions? Hey you man, know? so uh, where's the negative? <laughs> oh. <laughs> How did the negative with the pot? Well, anyway, I got out of that, and uh, you know, and I made it alive. I'm not a you know fucking voodoo doll statistic. Uh, I guess, I guess crazy. Oh, positive is you'll never did you date. Do you honestly feel anything? No, like any voodoo effects? No, I didn't. There weren't. What did any. you do with the doll? Did you just leave it? Or I didn't it out? take it. I just oh, saw oh, it, right. and it kind of didn't dawn on me that it was me. It was like later, I'm like the shirt and the buttons and the blah 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 blah, and then I kind of realized, okay, that's. Uh, that's, uh, you know, the, the Mike Tyson thing, the bad intentions. The bad My favorite intentions. is that she said she, you would wake up with your penis cut off. Like On you the pillow. Like you wouldn't wake up when she's doing it. Yeah. yeah. Somehow, voodoo magic, you'd be like, oh, where's my penis? And Santeria. Like, it, was very, it was a very... Uh, How'd you break up with her? I, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. And she and there was also a threat of putting sugar in the gas tank of my Subaru oh my God. at the time. There was a lot of, there was a lot of stuff. But... Um, it wasn't easy. The sister never liked me. The mother never liked me. So, you know, they're like, after, you're going to amount to nothing. After all that happened. And she emailed me later. She emailed me later. It was like, you know, <laughs> you got fat. And <laughs> I saw a picture of you online and you got fat. When was this? And this was... God, it must have been about 10 years ago. Wow. Like she, she was like, you know, you, you, you used to have everything together and, 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 and you got fat and whatever. And... So I got so out of the negativity of all that, I escaped and got into the positive world of stand-up comedy. Yes. So, you know where you know. I think those all, always those things always make you every time you date someone, you always have that. You always have that like. Uh, there's a checklist of like. Mm, yeah. Like how crazy? All but right. you're young. You don't know. No, when you you're young, it. you don't. Right. You, you haven't don't had the experience yet of someone being yet. fucking psychotic. Yeah. And uh, I remember there was another comic. I lived in this building in, uh, in this area, Adams Morgan in D.C., and there was yeah. this other comic, this guy Dave Edwards, who used to be on The Real World, and then he got accused of raping somebody oh, or gosh. something on The Real Classic. World. Yeah, and he got pulled off or whatever. But I, I was talking to him. He was t we did a road trip together. He told me about the worst day in his life, and we lived in this <laughs> building. We lived in this fucking building. We, and uh, he goes, man, I was having a really bad day one day and I'd broken up with my girlfriend dumped me or whatever and he goes I, I go to get on the elevator and the elevator door opens 
and there was this Ethiopian midget that I knew from the building, and he knew it the building from the building, whatever. And the guy, he's like, and he had these two hot chicks with him or whatever. And I'm like, how does this midget have these two hot chicks? And I got dumped, and uh, I don't know, man. Maybe that story doesn't translate, but it always resonated with me that we have these days. And he he just got so he was so uh, ruined by seeing this guy, uh, uh, the, you know, the Ethiopian midget with the two hot tall girls walking around. <laughs> Maybe we can edit that life. out. Huh. Yeah, it was the worst day of his oh, life. I've got a good. I've got a question. I just yeah. thought a good one. When, because we do all have bad days. Yes, um, we right? do. It's life. You have good. What, mm-hmm. what do you do on the? Because I used to get real. I used to be super depressed. Yes. And, uh, I've, I've, I'm not perfect, but I yeah. definitely have like improved my game. I think mm-hmm. you don't ever look like you're depressed. Neither you guys, any of you guys, look like you're depressed. You always look a, like you're positive. That's all a front. Well, that's like, yeah. apparently you've I mean, been reading Lance's uh, Facebook updates too much. <laughs> <laughs> all I know is Lance. When we did the Russian uh, uh, room like in Jersey, lodge, what was the lodge, lodge in Jersey, yeah. and we were both bombing, and Lance. Didn't look, uh, made it look like he was killing. He <laughs> was up there, he didn't look like. It didn't no, sound like it. No. <laughs> <laughs> but you've said, Lance, that is your rooms when people are don't want you to be there. You thrive. Yeah, I didn't yeah. do well there, but those are my rooms. The worst the crowd usually. The but nobody would know it. That's the thing about it. Nobody yeah, would know room, it. There was just. Uh, I will say, I think bombing to like that, like a pro, that's a big step in your career. When you can bomb like a pro. <laughs> And just yeah. Like it. Oh yeah. So two questions. So yes. one is when you do maybe have a really bad audition or, or yes. on set experience or a, a stand up performance that goes so poorly, how do you bounce back? Maybe the second question is just in general when something else like I, I don't want to throw too much at it at once, but something bad in your life does happen. You have a bad day. How do you get yourself out of the funk? Is it like you you exercise, you sleep it off? I think like, it's a variety of things. Whatever works for you. A variety of things. You know. The uh, yeah, the working out, uh, binge eating. Let's uh, let's, say, let's say you just came from a gig that's I, I don't know, like nothing's going right. It's raining. You're you're maybe in an argument with your wife. So you got bad news, and then you have a set that just is horrific. How what do you how do you get out of that funk? You know the old adage of trying to get back on stage as soon as possible and yeah. getting the taste out of your mouth uh, helps. Um, and taking a break can also help a little bit. But I, I think once you eat it, you really want to just. I don't know. Every time I eat it, I'm like, oh, fuck, I suck at this. And then I have to kind of recalibrate everything and and figure out, uh, kind of prove to myself that I don't suck at it. Maybe write something new or just create something new. Even if, you, even if you're in the kitchen cooking a new dish or sure. something, just do something that is moving forward instead of like stagnating in the ether of that bomb. I just had this thought. Do you think that like... Because we're talking about artists, do you think that like harp players have the same feelings? They're like, God, I fucking suck at this. <laughs> do you think an angry, sad harp player after you tickle the strings and you're like, God, I suck they at smash this. the harp? They yeah, smash the harp. I want to see a depressed harp Just player bombed at that orchestra. <laughs> Damn, I suck at this. And it's a 120 pound instrument. No more elevator music. I don't know, man. What do you do to um? Let's say you are having you, you have something big. Com- this happens to all of us, right? Yeah, all we, of we us. We all live in a, an anxiety-ridden world. Um, what do you do when you're going into something and you're, you're feeling not confident or tired or you're like, ah, oh, what's the point of this? Like, how do you I, get yourself? I try not to be negative, but I just had a thing the other day where I went in and I'm like, they're like, hey, would you audition for this thing? 
and he will send you this stuff. And I read the stuff. I'm like, there's just no way. It's, and I try not to be negative like that, but I'm like, there's no way. But I'm like, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to go in there and I'm going to pitch them something else and see if they go with it. And I went in there and I was like, listen, this stuff is great. It's very well written. Um, can I, uh, would it be okay if I did sort of a mashup of it and, and do something? I'm a little, but it was completely different. Yeah, yeah, it was totally different. It was totally, (laughs) and they let me go with it and I felt better about it. I don't, I don't think I booked the thing at all, but it was just, it felt a little, it was a little empowering, you know, because, and you kind of have to look at it like, look, you're taking your time, you're doing, it's your time. Yeah. So try and do what you're good at uh, and and without sabotaging it. Yeah, you know, and uh, I don't know. And then, and then on the way out, I was like, hey, by the way, if you got a writing job over there, you got a little ice machine in the background, that's all right. It gives, it gives character. It gives character. It's <laughs> the end of the questions. But uh, does, is, does that, uh, what, what else can we talk about? Yeah, no, but what's the, what's the worst, uh, not the worst, what's the craziest audition you've had? Like, um, <sighs> I know that I've had some really wild ones. What, what was your craziest one? Well, not one like the one that always comes to my mind is actually isn't that crazy but uh, no this is a good one this is a quick story i was recently did a voiceover audition which you tj does a lot of those and uh so sometimes casting directors when they're not into it it kills your vibe i feel yeah, like yeah. so dude i go and this was like four months ago and uh, it was some like high energy like wrestling uh like voiceover auditions and the casting director could not care so much he literally says to me he looks at me in the eyes he goes he goes do it like Gilbert Godfrey or uh, he, goes, he goes do it like Gilbert Godfrey or Dennis Leary they always tell you Dennis Leary or Gilbert Godfrey yeah, to one yeah. of those guys like, yeah. do it like Gilbert Godfrey or I don't care <laughs> I don't care oh. he's like I don't care oh. like, this is going to be great I'm not, no, this is going to be the best audition you've ever seen oh. bro that's so wrong. Those guys just—it it, it can be so brutal in those in those things. I I don't know what my my worst one. I God, I can't even think of. Or like the most memorable crazy audition. I mean, you've done a lot too, Lance. Remember yeah. That? yeah, TJ's done the most. TJ's done a lot. Oh, I don't want to brag. <laughs> I don't want to brag. Oh, I can't, I can't think of any right off the top of my head. <laughs> if I do, I'll tell you. Okay. Uh, 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 so we got what? A couple minutes left. Oh, oh I, got, I, I, got one, I got one. Okay. Oh, okay. I got, I got one. Um, uh, this is like with the product of like you know when people think that they're really funny and it's just not working but they were like okay it was for the role of Coupon Susie Coupon Susie had to wear a blonde wig. oh did you book that? I booked it twice <laughs> and uh, no I didn't do Double it booked. but yeah. I, I literally did it like with Coupon Susie and they're like I was like okay I was supposed to do a girl voice and the doctor comes over and he's like you need to really get into it you need to really be Coupon Susie here's the blonde wig and I got, I got kind of into it. I was like, I'm Coupon Susie. And he came over. He was like, that was fun, wasn't it? I'm like, this is my nightmare. Coupon Coupon Susie. only one. I do remember one that made me appreciate uh, what I do for voiceover yeah. like immensely was for a certain uh, energy drink product. And <laughs> it was for a TV demo, which means... I'm not going to be in the in the spot. Like when they they show an animatic, so it's like storyboards, and then we do voice actors do the characters. And they pitch it to this person, and then they're like, "Oh, we'll buy the commercial." Oh, yeah. So I yeah. knew I wasn't going to book it. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm in there for the demo, and the guy, the line was, "You're an ex bullfighter with a pronounced limp." And then he <laughs> said he would tell me to do it, and I gave him three different reads, and then he goes. Okay, but it's like say it's like you're an ex bullfighter with a pronounced limp, and she, he kept, and I would do it. Dude, this was like an hour and a half, 
<laughs> of the same line. And, oh. and I'm like, how do you want me to say it? And he said it. And then I do it exactly like he says it. And he'd be like, yeah, okay, let's try some. And I'm like, let's try some. It was a demo. Two hours I was in there. Oh, this demo. You get like 300 bucks, it's it. So yeah. I left. And I'm like, that's the worst thing I've ever done yeah, that's ever. The, that's the meaning. So then yeah. I get a phone call from my agent. And he's like, hey, uh, they want you to go back in for another two hours tomorrow. <laughs> and I was like, I really don't want to. And they're like, you cut, TJ. And I went in. It was the same shit. We had to redo the whole thing again. Oh and it was the same. Like, he just didn't know where hey, he wanted to be. This is supposed to be inflation. positive, though. What was oh, the, positive the positive outcome? The positive was. <laughs> the positive the, uh, to the Yeah. Team. The positive is that. Even though it was a negative experience, I walked away because I was like, you know what? I could be sitting in a desk. I could be sitting in a cubicle. I could yeah. be doing like, I could be shoveling dirt. Yeah. I'm like, so you know what? Like, I just made me grateful for even the commercials I do that took me 10 minutes to like go in, record it, and we're out. Always made me love. I was like, you know what? I love what I do. I shouldn't complain. Let me just say I'm an ex-bullfighter with a pronounced limp. Let me just say it. Let me just do it. So that's it. It made me appreciate everything else. That's awesome. Yeah. That is great, awesome. Man. Yeah. So That is awesome. That was great, uh, man. I don't know. I had a, I, I'm trying to think of one I should... should you it's, yeah, yeah, you got one. Uh, you got one. Uh, what was the... Oh, I did... Oh, okay, the Budweiser commercials. So I did these Budweiser How You Doing commercials. So those were great. Uh, but I was, I was like, there's no way, you know... And I show up, and I was about to lose that commercial agent. They were like, hey, he doesn't book anything. Yeah. He's kind of mildly ethnic, and it just is now. <laughs> That'd so, be huge right now. Oh, I know. Oh, I know right now. You're it's killing it right now. Oh, it wasn't back you're, then. You're like 15 years too soon. Oh, man. If only, <laughs> if only I could Merlin it and, you know. So I show up, and it was great because they had all these. And, it, you know, it was like the Sopranos was hot at the time, and they wanted it to be all like, you know, Sopranos guys. And we get there, and it's like all fucking real mob guys like showing up to the audition. This is like trash trucks double parked in front, and all like this just great. Everybody's everybody's in velour sweatsuits, like ten guys named Anthony. Like, hey, fucking Anthony, hey, what are you doing? I'm over here. What are you fucking doing? There's a regular you know, all over the floor. Yeah, for no that, reason. it's like fights breaking out. So uh, they, I'll never forget. And all the the only line was, "How you doing?" That's all you have to say is, "How you doing?" So they bring me in with this guy. I'll never forget. Before before we went in, the guy's like, he's not, you know, he's not an actor. He's just they got him from somewhere, but he looked the part. You know, he had the the fucking the nose uh, cone picker thing and the and the velour sweatsuit, and he's and he's pacing in the corner. He's like, "How you doing?" How you, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Whatever. How you doing? And he's really, I mean, he's sweating. He's got, it was the funniest shit, right? And, I, and I'm like, dude, dude, calm down. He's like, just fucking get away from me. How you doing? How you doing? So that, I didn't know they bring us in together. And the, and the, and the director was this guy, Doug uh, Coulter. Doug Coulter. He did, he did a bunch of, he did a bunch of, uh, he's directed a lot of stuff. He's like very, but he's a little Southern guy. And he's like, okay, yeah, I, I thank y'all for coming in. Now, just all you got to do is uh, you, y'all are going to sit there and each one of you is going to say, how you doing? That's all you're going to do. It's going to say, how you doing, right? So I'll never forget it, right? So he goes, uh, he's like, uh, Anthony, that's your name, Anthony? Anthony, uh, you go you go first, right? Just uh, on the count of three. You know, we're going we're gonna to film it and just go say, how you doing? So he's like, one, two, three. And the guy's like, he just froze. He's like, how you? Fuck! And he punches the wall, right? And and, and, and just like snap. And they're like, uh, he's like, okay, thank you. Thank you for coming in. Can I do it again? No, it's not necessary. I mean, we get the, you know, we get the genocide quality. Thank you for coming. And, uh, and, and, and almost by default of that guy snapping, punching the wall, not remembering how you doing. I was just like, how you doing? And I got it. 
<laughs> and it ended up from one commercial being like seven of them. That, so yeah, that was, that was, was a good. Was, I remember those. Yeah. yeah, I probably saw them, but I probably didn't. Know uh, yeah, so, yeah. Well, so anyway, so that was, uh, and then yeah, walk around my neighborhood, you look like a celebrity in Brooklyn yeah. for like uh, ten minutes. Hey, how you doing? Hey, you know, hey. This is a how you doing song. <laughs> <That's awesome>. KTU. <laughs> You want to outro us? Outro us. Oh, well, that's uh, DC Benny. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Find you on Twitter at. I don't know. I think it's the real DC Benny. Nice. I think it is the real okay. DC Benny. I don't know with Twitter. Or, you just see, or DCBenny.com? DCBenny.com and his Perfect. Facebook with DC Benny. And Great. people can find me. Uh, yeah. yeah, always do that. And Lance? Lance. Uh, we could go to the Gandhi the, show. Yeah, GandhiShow.com. Ready yep. underscore fits. This is Tell Me Something Good. Yeah, Tell yes. Me Something Good for go to GandhiShow.com. Yeah, so this show, this will be up uh, Monday. Sure. Um, which I guess you'll be listening to it. Yeah, um, yeah. Right. And then, um, so yeah, go to GandhiShow.com. You can check out the New York show. Also, we have an L.A. show um, as well. And this podcast, videos, all that stuff. And uh, that's it. Thanks for listening. Gandhi Show's awesome. Yeah. Here's to the Gandhi Show. Go to GandhiShow.com for show dates and more, and follow us on Twitter at Gandhi Show. Lance Weiss, Brendan underscore Fitz, and TJ Del Reno.